you're listening to Pardon the Disruption with your host, Tom Young. Hey, welcome to this conversation. I'm here with Raman Makar. Raman, good to be here. Absolutely. Hey, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and we'll have a quick conversation. Sure. Um, I'm one of those strange people who grew up as a process analyst uh, back in the day when you still walked out to the shop floor with a stop clock and a clipboard in hand. And then... Uh, an industrial engineer? An industrial engineer. There you go. So oh, me too. One, one of the rare kinds, right? Yeah, time and motion studies. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I remember yeah. all those days. And then, then I went on to do a little bit of AI and uh, computer science. So yep. when I got down to the industry, I ended up applying both things together. There you go. So uh, this, is the, this is the sweet spot for you right now. Absolutely. Yeah, so you know, one of the things we wanted to talk about today is this, um, this notion that this deployment of RPA and AI, uh, there's, a, there's a high fascination with this shiny new technology, but at the end of the day, it really boils down to process engineering. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Let me, let me put it another way. Um, if you embark on a journey, you need to know where you are and you need to know where you're going. Without those two things, you're lost. Right. Right? So understanding what your process metrics tell you about where you are today tells you a lot about what steps you can get to, uh, you have to go through to get to where you want to get to. Right. Right? And defining those steps, again, in very objective, very empirical terms is... is key to doing this. So in the past, one of the huge obstacles to process reengineering of legacy firms has been the change management component, has been getting lots of people to change their bureaucracy, the way they do things, the, the, the paths and the journeys, and frankly, dealing with the fact that I used to have people involved. I had to have processes that were repeatable, trainable, uh, that could operate within a work shift, all of the things and the constraints that people bring to that process. Mm -hmm. Fair? Absolutely. Um, you, you step back from it and you, you realize that the numbers tell you the story. Right. right. So when you train somebody, depending on who trained you on a specific job, you do you learn to do your job a certain way. And that leaves certain lacunae, certain gaps in the way you do things. So now we have this technology come in mm -hmm. and is replacing m many of the functions that people used to do within legacy processes. And the many is becoming much more and growing rapidly, which then allows our process engineering and process design to move from an analog realm, which uh, takes into consideration a labor dominant process to a digital framework that is leveraging technology as the dominant factor in the process. And we call that a polar shift in the market. And that polar shift is putting everything upside down. You, do you agree with that? Completely. I'm not, I, think, I think we haven't really leveraged the robotic process automation AI to the extent we should have or could have to, to date. And that's it, if you look, if you look back at history, whether that was the implementation of uh, cloud or anything else new, any new shiny object that came into the market, people jumped in with both feet in the in the deep end, right? Without realizing what they were doing and how it was supposed to be done, right? And you have the exact same situation here. So, the idea that I can pick up any process and if it's repeated enough times, I should apply 
robotic process automation or AI to it and and sort of replace the many with the uh, with a few bots that can work 24 by 7. While in essence true, it, it still needs to be managed a little bit. Yeah. You step back from it and you say, if your process gives you 15 or 20% errors, imagine those errors coming at you at six times the pace because now you're processing a lot quicker and a lot more. Right. The number of people you took away from processing are now plugged into helping address the defects that you're finding a lot quicker and a lot more of them. So first things, fix the process. Yeah, right? so you're, you're, you're basically saying that uh, when you operate a process at machine speed, all of the uh, good and bad comes at you at machine speed. Absolutely. And if you have a bad percentage of bad, or, or not a, or a high percentage of bad coming in, it comes at you at machine speed, you can't keep up. Yep. We, see, we, we see that a lot, but I would also say, you know, the, the proper deployment is to use that as a feedback to redesign the process, but once I take people out of the, out of the process, my ability to change drops tremendous, I mean, my, ability, my, my resistance to change, rather, I'm sorry, drops tremendously so I can now it's an engineering discussion from a technology perspective on how to change that process mm-hmm. I don't have to go from here to there to the other thing to go through a route of approvals if I can just approve it instantly say through a blockchain or something like that mm-hmm. so what are you most excited about actually the a couple of different things in the RPA world um, the way I look at it the concept of interoperability which is a big problem right now which is if you've got let's say a UI path platform mm-hmm. or a automation anywhere platform those bots function within those uh, within those platforms alone the idea that you build a bot once and there's some middleware that lets you operate it on any platform that you bought suddenly lets you leverage the investments that you put in and still get the bots from wherever you want to get so right. the concept of bot farms coming in the future uh, it's it's dependent on applying interoperability yeah right the other other piece i'm excited about is Think of a continuous flow improvement cycle. You've applied, let's say, process-led automation to a process, which tells you up front where you apply it, you put a bot on a a set of desktops, and it maps out what your process look like. It shows you what should or shouldn't be automated. It tells you, hey, here's the stuff that's redundant that you should get rid of. Here's the stuff that should be optimized. Here's the stuff that's ready for automation, right? Right. Now you've gone about making the modifications getting rid of, the, rid of the stuff that you needed to get rid of, changing the stuff that you needed to, and automating the stuff that, that you needed to. Once you've done that, as things evolve, as processes evolve, these bots stay on, and as processes evolve, those bots capture the new process, create the new process workflow, and create from it the next set of bots automatically. So a completely closed-loop cycle that lets you go through process improvement from now till forever. Yeah, so Rami, you seem very passionate about this. You're probably like me, wish you were 30 years younger, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, I have a lot of young people, uh, you know, come to me from both sides of it. One, at one level, they're anxious about the future. Uh, some people are, you know, optimistic. But the ones who are anxious, I would say, you know, uh, plug your passions into this because I would say there's more there's more opportunities for people than they might imagine in this. And, and you know, this is... While technology has the center spotlight, it's not all about technology. And as you point out, it's a process issue. 
And uh, today, and for the foreseeable future, process design, process engineering, process change is gonna be a lot, be a lot about people, understanding people, and uh, would you agree with that as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I just look at the example that I'm going through right now. I mean, I'm, I'm with a Fortune 50 company right. helping implement process-led automation for them on a set of processes that are fractured, that they have no idea how they function. They have no process metrics to speak of. And what we're going in and doing is showing them where the baselines are, helping, helping them identify what to fix and how to fix it, and then do another set of measures to show them the before and after and this is way before any automation is applied. Even without doing that, just by fixing the process, you, if you can show them 20, 25% improvement in the process throughput or reduction yep. of um, defects or what have you, whatever metric you're looking for, then up, up, imagine that, but now at machine speed with automation applied. So bullish, bearish, mix? I'd, I'd, say, I'd say bullish. Yeah. Who's, uh, are the, are, who do you think is not going to fare well? Meaning, uh, no, in the future market. I mean, yeah. so uh, there, you know, there, in every market, there's winners and losers. And For the, anybody who's resistant, resistant to change, but that that's a, that's been a constant all our lives, right? Yeah, right. Anybody who doesn't want to change and says, "Here's what I did." I mean, I I used to kid kid around with the kids I was hiring when I was back at Hewitt as the CIO and right. all that. Now, kids would walk in and say, "I think I've learned everything I needed to learn in school." And I'm, I'm here to I'm here to conquer the world, and I'm here to go out and do all this. And I used to say, at the age of fifty, I still read three books a day, and if I don't, I know I'm I'm going to get left behind. Yeah. Now you've just walked out. So if you're not willing to change, you're not willing to evolve. You're sunk. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you uh, sitting down for a quick conversation. Enjoyed it, and look forward to continuing conversations on this topic. Sounds good. great. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Pardon the Disruption. We'd like you to subscribe to our podcast if you like it. You can find us on most of the platforms where you get your podcast from, whether that be iTunes or YouTube or whatever you're on. Uh, we also want some feedback. What shows do you want us to cover? What do you like? What do you not like? So that we can do this. We're doing this for you. We're not doing this for anything else. So please subscribe and give us some feedback. Thank you very much.